0: Hello, my name is Meg. Welcome to the Unedited Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so glad to have you here. The goal of this podcast is to help you develop and enjoy or deepen the habit of daily Bible reading and prayer. About 20 years ago, at a very low spot in my life, I was convicted to begin this simple discipline. And I looked up years down the road and I saw that God had worked through this habit to heal very deep places of my heart. I'm still in the process, but he's been so good and he has used the practice of daily getting my heart into his presence and into his word to do a great healing work. So I long for you to slow down with your Bible, to see the Bible with fresh eyes and ultimately to fall in love with the Bible. Thank you so much again for joining me. I'm so glad you're here. Today, before we begin, I'd like to invite you to an event coming up on May 23rd at 6 p.m. at the Panther Arena in Milwaukee. It's an event called Save Our Nation, and we are believing for God to do signs, wonders, and miracles. We are believing for him to pour out his spirit, just like he promised in the Old Testament in Joel chapter 2, and just like he did in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost, If you live in the Milwaukee area and you have just been longing for more, you feel like there's something missing, this event is for you. I would love to see you there. You can get more details um, by emailing me at megunedited.com. Again, you're invited Sunday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Panther Arena. Today, we're going to be talking about some of the proof for the habit of daily devotions. Over the last few years, I have accidentally run across verifiable scientific research that backs up things I have always believed about the habit of daily Bible reading and prayer. I have told so many people that this is a means for God to heal your heart. Again, it's not a quick fix and we certainly do not set out to establish this habit simply for the purpose of healing. We did talk about why we read the Bible in a previous episode, but this is inevitably an avenue for God to heal the brokenhearted, to heal deep places in our souls where the fractures are deep. This is a way for him to work in our hearts and our lives. And so first of all, I'm going to talk about proof for the power of solitude. One of the things that's easy to overlook when you talk about Bible reading and prayer is the fact that you have to be in solitude, you have to be alone. It requires that you are alone in the quiet with your thoughts, with limited distractions, with God, and that alone has incredible mental health benefits. We live in a world where we constantly have an influx of information through texts, through emails, through social media, through news sources, And there is something so settling about getting your soul alone in the quiet. I wanna share a few things from an article on Inc.com. They said, number one, building more solitude into your daily life might actually reduce feelings of loneliness. They said, number two, time alone can help you build your mental strength. Number three, studies show you'll develop more compassion for other people when you set aside time for solitude. And number four, Studies show that people who set aside time to be alone tend to be happier. They report better life satisfaction and lower stress levels. They're also less likely to have depression. Those are some pretty profound statements about the power of solitude, the power of being alone. I do link to that article on the website and they in turn link to some more scholarly studies that prove the power of solitude in our lives. Secondly, I wanna talk to you about journaling. I haven't talked about journaling a lot to this point, but journaling does have profound mental health benefits and profound healing benefits. In addition, I believe it's a big piece of studying the Bible. I once heard Raymond Woodward say, the difference between Bible reading and Bible study is what you write down. There's a lot of truth to that. It's a lot easier to study something when you are actually writing about it. He also quoted Dawson Trotman who said, thoughts disentangle themselves as they pass through the lips or the fingertips. There is incredible power in allowing the jumble in our brains to flow through our arm, through our hand, through our pen to a piece of paper. It is a very, very healing practice. So I'm gonna share a few pieces from an article Um, that someone shared with me, and it says this. It says, new studies suggest that people who are able to write about their inner thoughts and feelings may enjoy better mental and physical health. Dr. James Pennebaker states, writing is a powerful tool to organize overwhelming events and make them manageable. The mind torments itself by thinking about unresolved issues. By translating the experience into language, people begin to organize and structure the surge of overwhelming thoughts. Once organized, they are easier to resolve. This article goes on to state that writing about emotional experiences produces as much benefit as a session with the psychotherapist. It also talked about how um, it increases the production of T cells to fight infection and that it can be best viewed as psychological preventative maintenance. In another article, I read this, this is from the New York Times, October 25, 2018. It says, there are obvious benefits like a boost in mindfulness, memory, and communication skills, but studies have also found that writing in a journal can lead to better sleep, a stronger immune system, more self-confidence, and a higher IQ. Out of, research out of New Zealand suggests that the practice may even help wounds heal faster. I've read other articles about journaling. I've even heard people say it can help relieve rheumatoid arthritis. So again, there's a lot of proof for the power of journaling, just in terms of taking all of the internal thoughts and processing them. Again, that article is available on the website. Lastly, I wanna talk about the proof for the power of Bible reading or Bible engagement. This is literally mind-blowing. For many years, I have shared my experience with people of being healed through the Word of God, a journey that I am still on. But I didn't really have anybody to prove that, any way of proving it or backing it up. It was just a personal experience. But several years ago, someone shared a video, actually, from John Bevere, where he was citing some details and some information from an organization called the Center for Bible Engagement. They are a research organization that was established in 2003. And since the inception of that research organization, they have worked with and researched with 400,000 people around the world. And their findings are astonishing. They actually stumbled across something sort of by accident that they now call the power of four. This is one of the key Um, key foundational principles of their organization at this point. And it is this. They discovered that if you are in the Word of God, if you are in the Bible one time a week, two times a week, or three times a week, that the Word of God has marginal, negligible effects in a life. And that could be being in the Word of God via church, being in the Word of God to read it on a daily basis, Or engaging the Bible in some sort of other way. But what they discovered is that when you are in the Bible four times a week, the statistics of life change literally jump off the charts. These are a few of the statistics that they cite on their website. Number one, feeling lonely drops by 30%. Number two, anger issues drop by 32%. Number three, bitterness in relationships drops by 40 percent number four alcoholism drops by 40 percent number five feeling spiritually stagnant drops by 60 percent number six viewing pornography drops by 61 percent number seven sharing their faith jumps by 200 percent and discipling others jumps by 230 Mm percent That is crazy. That is scientific research that is backing up the scripture, which already says he sent his word and healed them. He heals us through his word. I hope that that compels you to get out your Bible today. Today, I'm going to share a little devotional thought called Composite. It is a little thought about how all the investments that we make in our hearts come together to form a whole they come together to form a life without further ado here is composite composite is both an adjective and a noun which means made up of distinct parts or elements over the last week this word has been tumbling around in my head life is a composite life is a patchwork It is a composition. That word is generally only used in regards to things of beauty. A musical composition, a series and combination of individual notes combined in such a way as to bring pleasure to an audience. No single note on its own could fill a concert hall. A literary composition, a series and combination of individual words that bring new knowledge or deeper understanding of a topic or that paint a picture and transport the reader to another world. No single word could sell a book. An art composition, a series and combination of individual brush strokes or pencil strokes or chisel strokes, a combination of light highlights and dark shadows that bring beauty to the beholder. Each masterpiece is a composite of many thoughtfully placed lines and shading and colors. No single brushstroke has ever graced the walls of a museum. And so it is with life. Each life is a composite, a composition of experiences and relationships and choices. Some experiences are chosen by us, some experiences are chosen for us. Ultimately, the beauty and strength of the composition of a life is determined by one choice who is holding the pen? the pencil, the chisel. When placed in the hands of the author of all beauty, the god of all creativity, the composition is far more lovely and far more useful to those around it. A surrendered instrument lends a far superior composition. Obviously, life is full of choices and obviously humanity was gifted with free will. Even the most surrendered souls will have moments with forks in the road, decisions and challenges Everything from the small, seemingly insignificant choices of the daily to the colossal, almost impossible choices that have to be made at crucial, pivotal moments and during life-altering seasons. Free will is a gift, but a surrendered will, a yielded will, a free will broken of self-will will guide each choice from the minuscule to the mammoth. The quality of a composition is determined by the quality of each individual part. In modern times, there are composite materials. Composites are formed by combining materials together to form an overall structure that is better than the sum of the individual components. Wise, surrendered choice after wise, surrendered choice on every level of the decision scale builds quality and strength into the final product. Just as moth-eaten fabric would greatly reduce functionality, durability, and beauty when used in a quilt, self-willed choices greatly reduce the quality and beauty of our lives. I must not forget that the tiny choices are a part of the final composition. Every movie I choose to watch, every word I read, every sermon I listen to, every conversation I have and the individual words spoken in it, every moment spent seeking his presence or seeking self, every moment spent pursuing pleasure or pursuing purpose, Every moment, every investment made in another's life, and every investment made by another into mine, every thought, every song, every verse, every line, it's all coming together as a whole. A composite, a composition, and choice is the key word in it all. What I choose in both big and small determines the attributes of the final composition. When I draw my last breath, What I have done and said will have determined whether that final composite is revolting or resplendent, deformed or dazzling, for that composition was written and formed one note, one word, one brushstroke, one choice at a time. A musical composition can be a cacophony or a symphony. A literary composition can be a cast-off or a classic. An art composition can be a disaster or a masterpiece. Choice determines outcome. Free will, broken of self will, yields quality, usefulness, and beauty. Choose guided by the creator and those choices will yield a life, a marvel, a masterpiece, a magnum opus, a composition. Again, that was a little thought called composite. Ultimately, our lives are the final product of our lives is going to be a result of what we choose to invest in our hearts. And today, I hope that you will take the proof that I've been able to offer for the habit of daily Bible reading and prayer and get your Bible and get your journal and begin this habit in your life Thank you so much for joining me for this journey. I look forward to meeting up with you again next Friday. If you have questions, or if you'd like to download a typed or handwritten manuscript, you can visit MegUnedited.com. Also, you can access links to those articles that I shared earlier today regarding the proof for solitude, journaling, and Bible engagement. You have a great Friday. This is Unedited. This is for you. Happy Friday.